are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back, baby, for another episode of Locked On Tigers. I'm your host, Scott Bentley. Before we get started here, I want to let everybody know that this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. You might have heard of talk about Locker Room in the past. It's now called Spotify Green Room. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app on iOS App Store or find and find one of our locker rooms. One of our, I guess they're not called locker rooms anymore. One of our talk rooms, Spotify Green Rooms. I don't know. I, I just got the app. I'm getting onboarded on there so that we can have these rooms and stuff. So stay tuned. Keep listening. Uh, as we have already had some people reach out and ask me questions about it, it's super fun. We've done it a couple times over at Lockdown Red Wings, in which I'm also the co-host over there. Super cool format. We it'll just be me, obviously, um, for, uh, for for Lockdown Tigers, but for Lockdown Wings and such, we we get into a room, and then all the followers and listeners can come in, and you guys can ask me questions live. We can have live conversations about stuff. You won't have to. Wait a day for a mailbag episode or a week for a mailbag episode or whatever. You can just come on and we're going to try to do it once a week. So stay tuned and uh, Spotify Green Room. Download it today. All right. We are back here. Today is Friday, June 25th. It is Friday. Um, not not a victory Friday. The Detroit Tigers got pummeled last night. Um, so we got great responses from all you guys, which I'm, I'm super pumped about. Great responses from everybody about the segment ideas, and everybody really seemed to love all three of them. So one of those was Prospect Review Friday. We're a rebuilding team. Prospects are obviously, in the minor leagues, are incredibly important for rebuilding teams. I've been told I say obviously too much by a few people, honestly, not even calling anyone out. So, so I'm trying to, to use back my, my, uh, my usage of, I have actually have a whole list. I'm not even going to lie to you of words that I'm trying to say less. So please let me know, call me out, call me an idiot. Uh, I, I would love to add to my list here and, and I keep it right next to my laptop when I record so I can look over and like not say certain words and, and obviously is, is obviously on there uh, okay not funny all right don't say obviously shut up so we're gonna do that we're gonna have our uh, have our prospect review week in review and because last night's game was such an absolute train wreck 13 12 to 3 rather sorry um just we're only gonna do one segment of the game we're gonna do two full segments of prospect review. I can't guarantee you that it'll be two segments every time. I feel like if there's a good game being played or, you know, like it's a Mize day on a Thursday or something, um, I, I definitely am not going to guarantee you that it's always going to be two. But if the games are horrible and, and Harold Castro has to pitch, you're definitely going to see uh, two segments of prospect review. Or if we just have an off day, you might even get a full episode of it because Thursday is obviously a fairly common off day as well. So we're going to talk about Prospect review for the last two segments, and we're going to get into this first game here right now, and uh, let's let's just get this out of the way, man. This is an absolute train wreck of a game. 12-3 final. You know what? We didn't lose by 10. Ferda. Big Ferda. Shout out the Tigs, man. Did not lose by 10. 11 hits and only three runs. The Astros with 18 in their 12 runs. So that tells you a little bit about uh, the, the game flow if you weren't able to watch this beautiful performance by the Detroit Baseball Tigers. Um, 
So we'll start with the pitching. Jose Urania on the bump. Um, look, man, I actually went to bat for Jose Urania for a little bit there a couple of weeks ago. I'm not even going to lie. Um, I th- felt like he was not getting the credit that was due to him because really until the middle of May, he had actually been really productive and was keeping us in pretty much every game he pitched in. His last five starts have been brutal, man. They've been absolutely brutal. And, and it's, it's slowly looking and, and, and look, we, we brought him in just to eat innings, right? That was the, his only job was to make sure that young kids that weren't ready could, could develop more in the minors and wouldn't have to be forced to be on the major league roster. We're just SOL apparently, because he's still in our rotation and all three of our top pitching prospects are in our rotation. Two of them absolutely should be. And Matt Manning's had two great starts. So I'm not trying to complain about nothing here, but um, it's just really funny to me that he was literally brought on to eat innings. That was his purpose. It didn't matter if they were good or bad. His purpose was just to eat innings. And now we're here and and he's still eating innings, I guess, but they're they're horrible. And I guess he maybe he's not even. He, he can barely go four without giving up half a dozen runs. Just not not great, not great by any stretch. Um, he, he's also a pitch to contact pitcher in today's day and age, which is um, certainly not too popular, not too common anymore. Um, but uh, but yeah, obviously not a very good performance by him today. He was leaving a lot of stuff over the zone, and really just as a whole. Um, the, the pitch to contact thing against a a baseball team. That's what won 10 or 11 games in a row coming into this. And was one of the hottest hitting teams in baseball. Generally, you can't, you can't imagine that that's going to go well on paper. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not, not a great recipe for success. I would say it doesn't take a rocket scientist to kind of figure that one out either, but here we are, uh, a nine run loss later. Um, the only other really big stuff to talk about with this game, Harold Castro pitched. Um, great, great outing by Harold, I guess. Um, not, not fantastic, but that that Harold Castro had to pitch again. But I do kind of like the ongoing joke that whenever we need a position player to pitch, it's it's Harold Castro because he plays every position already. That's kind of nice. Um, but truly, the only other thing I want to talk about this game is Nomar Mazzara. And this isn't even really this game specifically. This is just as a whole. Get Nomar Mazzara off my baseball team. Away. See ya. See you later. For real. I, there is there is no purpose. There, there is no point of him being on this team. And and the, the only thing I would like to think, the only thing keeping him on this team right now is Derek Hill's injury. I would love to believe, and he's rehabbing in Toledo right now, that when Derek Hill gets back from his injury, that Nomar Mazzara gets DFA'd quicker than I can say. I don't even. I started that analogy with nothing in mind. I'm gonna look around my room before I can say um, uh, spoon. spoon. There's a spoon next to me. Sure, there we go. He better be DFA'd before I can say the freaking word spoon. I'm not even kidding. There's no point for him to be on this team. I'm going to leave me struggling to think of a word in there, by the way. I'm going to leave that long break in there because I think it's funny. 
He is not hitting. He has no power. He's not getting on base. And he's been horrible in the field. Oh, and also, his base, he got picked off with the bases loaded today. I don't care that it was a weird freak play, whatever. Bro, do you know how hard it is to get picked off with the bases loaded? It's damn near impossible because it doesn't happen ever. There, I, I mean, it, it literally, I, I can imagine if I was listening to it on the radio, I, I would have thought that someone made a verbal typo. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't happen. So that happened. It did happen. <laughs> Nomar Mazzara got, got thrown out, picked off, thrown behind him with the bases loaded. He's been horrible at the dish. He is not a good defender whatsoever, has cost this team multiple runs in the field. He is a nothing. He's literally what Kristen Stewart was last year. Literally is in other words I need to cut down on. He he's a he's he's what Kristen Stewart was last year. He is a zero tool player for this team. And not only is he on the team, he's DHing. We're choosing to put him. It's not like, oh, we we need him to be we need an outfielder tonight. No. We're we're voluntarily putting him out there and batting him fifth. Egregious. Absolutely egregious. I need Nomar Mazar off my team. I hope when Derek Hill is healthy again that that means the end of the Nomar Mazara Detroit Tigers era. And it's so funny because he's still so young, right? He's only 25, I think. He's still so young, but but and there's so much raw power there. But White Sox fans, I'm close friends with a lot of White Sox fans. They they pretty much had this same conversation last year with Nomar Mazar. He's just the kid just can't play. The kid just can't play. He'll, I'm sure he'll get an opportunity somewhere else, again, because of his age. But at the end of the day, there there is no... There's so many... I would rather give any other outfielder on the 40-man not named Victor Reyes at bats over Nomar Mazzara. Every single one. If you're an outfielder on the Tigers 40-man roster and your name is not Victor Reyes, I would rather you get an at-bat over Nomar Mazar. There's no point for him to be on this team. I, I, I hope he gets the boot when Derek Hill is healthy again. All right, that's going to finish up this first segment. Again, not a whole lot to talk about with this, this Houston Astros. Just what what even adjective can we use? This this thrashing of, of a performance. They absolutely obliterated us. So we're going to get into some prospect talk after this but first i got to talk to everybody about fully loaded today's episode is brought to you in part by fully loaded chew fully loaded chew is tobacco free long cut and pouches that give you the same pack dip spit and buzz you're used to without tobacco available in nine flavors fully loaded chew is made with all food grade ingredients and are tobacco free nicotine the purest form of nicotine that is available. If you chew, tell a story about your experience and why Fully Loaded Chew is the product you have been waiting for. All the things you enjoy about traditional smokeless products without the tobacco. Go tell your story on their Instagram. Say something about a friend or a family member using Chew. They should have transitioned to Fully Loaded Chew and they should have done it a long time ago. It tastes and feels just like traditional smokeless products which is made in an easy transition away from traditional tobacco smokeless products. It's an easy transition, and it's just like the real thing. It's not only moist nic- it's the it's the only moist nicotine pouch on 
the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like fully loaded. Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On Team listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try it for just $1. That's right, literally $1. I'm going to break my 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 anti-literally uh, notebook here just to say you can try it for literally a dollar. Go to www.fullyloadedchew.com and use the promo code Locked On. Just $1 free shipping if you choose the code Locked On at checkout. The next time you go for a dip, make it a fully loaded chew and next we're going to talk about our friends over at betonline.ag betonline is the fast and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season's obviously in full swing you can track all the action at betonline get the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including mlb nba nhl and even your ufc and mma action before the next pitch Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep and, and are in full playoff mode. The Habs, what a win tonight. Head, head to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus using promo code LOCKDOWN. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, and we are back here for segment two at LOCKEDON Tigers. An absolute horrible performance by the Motor City Kitties uh, last night. Not, not a very good not not a very good performance. Not, not a very good performance, obviously. That being said... We do have some actually really good performances. So we're going to try and, and wash away all the horrible performances in last night's game with some actual fun performances by the kids in the minors. The kids are going to are going to be here and take us back to the roar of 84 and the 06s and, and the 11 through 14s. These kids are going to be responsible. Not too many people on the Major League roster so that's actually a whole conversation. That's a good segment idea. Just talk about people that, that I think will be here when we're good again. That's that's good. Just just sp- look at this. It's just spewing. It's just oozing out of me, man. Incredible. All right, first off, I think it's, it's a good start to just have reoccurring names. And I have a hard time believing that I will ever do a segment like this and not mention... Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green. I feel like those are kind of just givens at this point, right? No matter if they're doing bad, it's news. If they're doing great, it's news. If they're doing mediocre, it's news. They're always just going to be here. So let's start with Spencer Torkelson. Obviously has only played nine games in double A. Just called up a couple of weeks ago. Was was tearing the cover off the ball in high single A for West Michigan. With an over 1,000 OPS, gets the call up. Nine games in, he's still swinging a hot stick. Only a 265 average, but a 316 on base percentage, and is almost slugging 600 for an OPS of over 900. Three walks, six strikeouts in nine games. Look, man, this this kid's gonna be special. It's gonna be special. He adjusts so quickly. Everyone was like, "Oh, he might be a bust." We're all terrified because he had like two, what a week and a half, a bad week and a half. His first week and a half of of West Michigan ball. He hadn't played organized baseball in almost two years, bro. What are we talking about? Anyway, those people got proven wrong. We're where we're at now. It doesn't matter. The past is the past. 
The kid is unreal. Also in high single A, 24 walks to 28 strikeouts. Unbelievably impressive. He's he's the perfect hitter for today's baseball. He hits for a decent average. He walks a lot, and when he does get a hit, he hits the ball hard. He is the perfect hitter. He is going to be the two or three hitter in this lineup for years to come. And he is going to be beyond special. Beyond special. The floor for this kid is so high. I actually don't think he has the highest ceiling in the organization. We'll get into that with our next homie. But the floor is easily the highest in the organization. At at worst, you're looking at a low 800s OPS hitter. That's going to bat like 4 or 5 in a, in a competitive lineup. And and honestly, that's like the basement. That's literally the floor. That, that oh, I said literally again, damn it. That That's the floor. That's the absolute floor. That's worst case scenario. The fact that you can have someone that is that guaranteed to be good at this age is so vital to a rebuild. Because even if he doesn't turn into a mega MVP superstar, you're getting a piece at, at a at an important spot in the lineup, you're getting a bat that can help you going forward. Love you, Spence. Love you to death, brother. All right. So Torkelson, 904, had another uh, two homers this past week, I believe. Almost had a two-home run night, actually, last night when you're listening to this. Uh, hit a homer and then flew out to, like, the deepest cove in center field. Um, again, just going to be insane. All right, next up, we have one Riley Green. And this man, in my humble opinion, has the highest ceiling in this entire organization. Hitters, pitchers, you name it. I think he has the highest ceiling in this organization. I think this is a guy that can mess around and win MVP someday. I I think the, the, the sky is... I, I can't express enough. There's not enough there's not enough figures of speech. There's not enough metaphors to truly express how good I think this kid could be. I am so excited about all five of the big five. And I, I'm sure I will be excited and, and about whoever we take at one three here in a couple of weeks. I don't think I have ever been more excited about a prospect than I am about Riley Green. He's listed as the second or even third best prospect in uh, in in whatever pipeline, whatever website you want to do rankings. Most of them have him as as the uh, the second or third. I guess once Mize and Scoob will graduate, most have him at second. Um, but man, I- I'm telling you, the kid is special. He is so special. He is going to be so good. And and I, I'll say it again. I'm gonna. I'll say. I'm gonna bother you with how often I say this over the next couple months, really, until he debuts. Probably, he, honestly, even after he's up here, I'm gonna continue to say it. You're, you're gonna get tired of me saying, I think he has MVP superstar ceiling. Now, whether he reaches that, that's obviously it, way more in his control <laughs> than it is me talking on a podcast. However, I, I just. I think. I think he's the one, man. I think he is He is going to be... Him and Torkelson are going to be the faces. I mean, obviously, Mize... We have so many fun kids coming up. It, the next couple of years are going to be really fun for Tigers baseball. And, and it's been a while since we've been able to say it. Let's get into Riley Green, though. Enough of me drooling about the kid. 
um, in double A, started off in double A this year. Important note, he missed a couple of games this week. Uh, it, it ended up just being a non COVID, a non coronavirus sickness. It was out for a couple of days, right back on the horse yesterday, batting lead off again. So he's fine. The interesting thing, we can talk about his hitting. He has an 880 OPS. He started off slow and, and has really been hot lately. 283 average, 387 OBP, 493 slugging. So the thing with him, his walk numbers are really good. The strikeout numbers are a little high. They're not alarmingly high. They're not like, oh my goodness, he's striking out a ridiculous rate high. But they are, they do make you look and, 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 but they definitely catch your attention, right? They're, they definitely catch your attention over a strikeout a game, 49 Ks in 40 games. Um, he has a really long swing. And it's one of the reasons I think that he's going to be fantastic because the bat, it's, it, man, I really don't want to get ahead of myself here and, and just sound like I'm, I'm, a crazy person, but his swing looks like Cody Bellinger. He's a lefty that has a long, that long, like pivoting circular swing, like how a golf swing's supposed to look almost. Not my golf swing, that's for damn sure. It's so long, it stays through the zone. And I, and again, I think it's one of the reasons he's going to be special, but that is something that, that you have to adjust to for inside pitches when you have a swing like that. It really helps you with the middle, and it really helps you north-south as well because your bat stays in the zone so long. But but up and in, and, and really just most of the inside part of the plate, that's an adjustment that he has to make. And I, I have full faith that he will. The kid, again, special, special talent. That's something to keep an eye out for as well. So 880 OPS rocking, almost, almost back at 900. Again, he's been really hot lately, kind of got off to a little bit of a slow start. Um, actually, his first couple of games he was hot, and then he kind of dipped down, and now he's hot again. So, and has been for a couple of weeks. I'm not trying to. Again, he almost has a 900 OPS. He's definitely far from struggling. So, that comes with eight homers, four doubles, two triples. So the one thing, uh, the slugging percentage, 493, far from a bad slugging percentage. And, you know, almost 500. Obviously, great. I said obviously again. Damn it. <laughs> 493 slugging percentage, great. However, you would like to see a little more extra base hits that aren't homers. I like if this is me being super nitpicky, right? Like this is me saying like what what could get him to a 1,000 OPS is basically what I'm doing here. I'm just being super nitpicky, and and he's still he's 20 years old, man. He's 20 years old playing his first season at Double A, and still is having an 880 OPS. I just think that he could be even better than he is when he makes these small adjustments. And he's just, he's going to be so good. He's going to be so good. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. All right, the last one before we wrap up here, Dylan Dingler, another person I am ecstatic about. I am so excited about Dylan Dingler. Dominated West Michigan. Truly dominated West Michigan. A 925 OPS, throwing runners out left and right. Great defense. As much impact as a catcher can possibly have on a game, he had it on a nightly basis. Eight homers in 32 games down there. Gets the call up along with Torkelson. They're all three in the middle of the lineup there in Erie. If you can watch the Erie Seawolves, please do. It is a pure electric factory when they're at the plate. So many of our better hitting prospects are all in Erie right now. And it's so fun because they'll all hopefully come up-ish at the same time. Start that relationship young. I, I, I love it. So in his first six games 
and Erie. He's rocking an 817 OPS, has yet to run into his first homer. Uh, only one extra base hit, period. Uh, two walks in six games. So very small sample size, not going to pretend like it's not. 350 batting average, 417 OBP, and only a 400 slugging. So most of that 817 OPS coming from getting on base. However, seven hits in six games is nothing to nothing to laugh at. You'd like to see a little more hard contact, right? You you don't want to see someone whose batting average is that high and have it all be BABIP. You don't want all seeing-eye singles because that's really hard to maintain. There's very few people in today's day and age that, that can maintain just getting singles all the time and really truly being a batting average hitter, right, like like it, they used to be. Um, sport is just very hardball-driven, hard-hit-ball-driven. That sounds ridiculous, but you get the point. So obviously you'd like a little more pop, but the defense has carried. He's thrown some dudes out. He had a couple of really nice like highlight plays behind the dish. He's going to be fine. And obviously has been no slouch at the plate. He's seeing the ball fine. You just like to see him hit a little bit harder. That's all. All right. We're going to head into our third segment here. We're going to look at some lesser known, not not the elite prospects, the, the top, top 100 prospects. Look at some of my favorite prospects. Um, in the organization that maybe aren't household names yet. But first, I got to talk to everybody about Wealthfront. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data shows that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders actually Beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. So team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated. But whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. Wealthfront makes it easy. And they have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized for just you in mere minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower your taxes. You pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. And best of all, it's automatic. So Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you can be in on that and get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash MLB To get your five, first five grand managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash MLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash MLB and get started today. And next, it wouldn't be a Locked On Tigers show without me talking to you about Built Bar. Did you know, have you not heard from me enough, that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavors? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. Obviously, everybody knows that peanut butter brownie is my favorite. I could I could ask any random listener, hey, what's the host of Locked On Tiger's favorite Built Bar? Everybody would instantly know. Peanut butter brownie, duh. They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. If you don't know what your favorite flavor is and you want to get in on it, you can get a you can get a uh, mixed box, they call it, where you get two of every flavor. 
Two of each of the nine delicious flavors. And not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. And this is why I'm such a big advocate for them. They've become a big part of my day, a big part of my life. They're, they're one of my go-to lunches or snacks during the day if I need something to carry me over to dinner. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. So order today. Get that raspberry, that mint brownie, or that peanut butter brownie, obviously. Whatever you like, or that mixed box. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. If you use promo code LOCKED15, you get 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. All right, everybody, we've made it to the third segment here, day after an absolute thrashing by the the uh, the, the Houston Astros over the Detroit Tigers. So we're looking at some prospects. We're, we're, we're drowning out the horrible performances by the Major League team by looking at some fun performances by the Minor League team. So let's get in it. We're going to start with probably my favorite prospect in the organization, Bryant Packard. Bryant Packard, if you don't know, Went to Eastern Carolina. I don't think it's actually Eastern. I think it's just East Carolina. East Carolina University. The Tigers drafted him in the fifth round of 2019, which makes him currently 23 years of age. I think he turns 24 later this year. This kid rakes. He hit ball. Does he have a defensive position? Not really. Is he great in the field? Not the best. Does Do I care? Does it look like I care? Does it? Look at my face. Look at my face right now. Does it look like I care? The answer to that is absolutely not because he rakes. The kid was bored with a bat in his hands. He came out and when he first opened his eyes, his first words were were dinger. I don't know where I'm going with this. This is this is getting really weird really fast. The kid can hit though, for real. At West Michigan, high single A this year. Currently, only rocking a 760 OPS, a 252 batting average, 361 OBP, and a 398 slugging percentage. So, the low OPS is coming from the slugging, right? 252 average is not horrible, but you can still have a, a really solid OPS with a 252 batting average, especially in today's day and age. And his walk numbers are fine. His OBP is over 100 points higher. Then his batting average. So clearly that is not the problem either. The problem is is the slugging percentage. It's sub 400, which is which is eye-opening. It's something that, that pops out of the page at you. Not hitting too many extra base hits. 34 games so far in West Michigan. Nine doubles, no triples, three homers. That's 12 extra base hits on 31 hits on the season. 123 at bats. 16 walks in 34 games, and only 34 strikeouts in 34 games, so uh, a strikeout a game, not a, not horrible. Again, the problem so far this year has really just been power. He needs to, needs to hit ball further, right? But looking at his past, just so I, I people are like, okay, you're excited about to do the 760 OPS. Okay, in college, 1100 OPS in 2018, uh, 997 also in 2018, 994 in 2019. Okay, so you get the point. Then in 2019, across three different minor league levels, rocked an 815 OPS. The highest at a single level was 900, which he did at single A. The kid can hit, man. The kid can hit, and I cannot wait 
for him to just fly through this system. Maybe not fly. I can't wait to keep watching him, keep watching him improve, keep watching him get better. I hope he's at least just serviceable. At, at whether they hide him at corner outfield or first base, if the Torkelson thing at third works out, wherever. I hope he can just be serviceable somewhere because I promise you the kid can hit. All right, and next up, we are going to talk about Cody Clements, someone that I'm not very high on, but has been the topic of conversation quite a bit here over the last couple of weeks because the organization still thinks, still seems to believe in him. The organization still. Uh, seems to believe that Cody Clemens is part of the future of this team, and I, I'm just really no longer there. Plays mostly second base, has played some third and short coming up in the minors. I was really excited about the pick back in uh, back in what 2018, I want to say. Uh, I was a third rounder. I was really excited about the pick. At the, I was really excited about the pick at the time. And and now I'm really just off the train. He he was we was advertised as a like average to below average defender that was gonna hit the hell out of the ball. And now we're getting average to below average defender that's not a really a great hitter. Um his OPS as a professional has really been in the in the six and eight six and eight. The six and seven hundreds. It's mostly just fluctuated around there. Um in Toledo so far this year as a six. Sorry, geez, I'm getting my sevens and sixes mixed up today for some reason. He is getting a, uh, across both leagues, has a 714 OPS, but strictly in AAA before he got promoted. He had a six, geez, I, dude, why, why do I keep saying six? He has a 769 OPS, 257 batting average, 297 OBP, 471 slugging. Not a bad slugging percentage there. Getting, a, getting quite a few extra base hits. But the uh, the sub 300 on base percentage is not something that I like, as everybody knows by now. I'd imagine I'm a huge walk advocate. I like people that draw walks. I think it shows sustainability, and I think that it shows that you're a professional hitter. You can take professional at bats. It, it and it helps. Again, it, it really for me. I, I think it's a big reason why uh, if you draw walks. You have a better chance to sustain your your level of of how you are hitting. So my thing with Cody Clemens is that I, I the organization seems, and this was reported by several beat writers within the city during this past offseason, that he appears to still be like in a, the front office's future plans, and I I, I don't understand. I, I I'm completely off the train. Um, I, I would much rather Paredes was getting reps at second than Cody Clemens. There's a lot of people, to be honest with you, that I would prefer get reps at second over Cody Clemens. He is also 25 years old now and still in AAA and still not hitting super well. Again, it's the slugging is nice. The average isn't bad. He's definitely picked it up from where he was at the start of the year when he was massively struggling. But I, I just don't see any reason why someone who's been around the low 700s in OPS at pretty much every level he's been at is then just going to make the majors and then just be a solid defender that that hits what what I just don't I just don't see it I don't understand it I, I'm pretty much out on him completely um, and the organization according to people the plan is still that that he makes an impact at the major league roster so so 
I guess we'll keep an eye on the situation. That's why, again, I think it was important to talk about him. And it's important to keep an eye on him because we might just be forced with him. But uh, but we will see. I, obviously, I would love to be wrong about anyone I say uh, anything negative about. I would love to be wrong. My love for this team is much greater than my pride. I promise you. I would love to be wrong a million times out of a million if it meant that he ended up being a really damn good hitter. Just another another uh, another badge that I can wear of uh, of I I was wrong about something. But hey, it benefited the Tigers, and that's really all I care about at the end of the day. The last person we're gonna look at, Andre Lipschitz. Phenomenal name, by the way. Um, so. Andre, I, I call him Andre because I'm always really scared that I'm not pronouncing his last name right or that I'm not going to pronounce his last name right. So I'm really big on just calling him Andre for starters. Um, but he is getting talked about a lot lately. The, 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 the heat on Andre has been raised over the last couple of weeks. People are starting to really hop on the Andre train and I, I love it. There's some people, some very credible people out there. Uh, the, the Tigers SRD podcast is one of them. I, I love both of those guys. I've been a guest on their show a couple of times. They're starting to, to really talk about him more, um, talking about how he's one of the most over overlooked and underrated prospects within the entire organization. And I love it. I absolutely love the take. So for those who don't know, he plays mostly third base, but he's played some first and short uh, as a professional as well, but mostly these days he, he's sitting at third. He's in Erie currently. So in West Michigan, where he started the year in 22 games, he had an 840 OPS, 277 average, 357 OBP, 482 slugging, three homers, four, what is that math really quick in my head, nine extra base hits, in 22 games, 13 ribbies. I don't really think RBIs is a good stat. That's why I don't say it with any of these people. I don't know why I even just did. 12 walks and 16 Ks. That's a good, great, honestly, walk to strikeout ratio. So he was hitting really well, clearly. eight. Like I said, 840 OPS. Was hitting very, very well. Gets called up to double A. Starts a little slow. He started really slow. And his numbers as a whole, 20 games into his double A career, 205 average, 250 OBP, 397 slugging. That's a 647 slugging percentage. Not a good average, not a good OBP, not a good slugging percentage. None of it's good. However, this past week, he's been turning it up a notch. He's improved a lot this last week. He homered this week. Um, he has really, really put taking a step forward whatever adjustments he's made are really helping and i'm hoping that next friday when they we do this update again that he can be on the show and part of the update as well about how how hot of a hitter he's been and how much he's improving so definitely a fun one to keep an eye on because you can kind of be on the wave before like he's mainstream on the wave you know what i mean he's one of those guys where like oh obviously he's not He's not the the Torkelson and Greens of the organization, uh, but uh, honestly, he's even probably sleepier than than Bryant Packard, right? Like he's really kind of a newer name that's coming out of the woodworks, and you can you can kind of be on the wave. You can go to parties, you know, and just be like, "Hey, man, you heard of Andre? Because uh, he's pretty damn good. And he's got next, baby. He's twenty three years old, just turned twenty three. Uh, I think a month ago, regardless of the man's age." <laughs> He, uh, he's been hitting the cover off the ball the last few games and did at high 
single A in West Michigan as well. Definitely someone to keep an eye on. Like I said, if you're not watching Erie Seawolves baseball, you're doing baseball wrong. You're doing your watching experience wrong. There's an argument out there that at times they are more fun to watch than the major league team. Pretty much all of our top hitting prospects are on the same team. It doesn't feel like enough people realize that. The Erie Seawolves are must-watch television. So many top-hitting prospects. Not a lot of pitching there, but it, it doesn't really matter because they put up runs in big ways. They put up a, a like 12-piece earlier this week. They score, man. They hit such a fun lineup. Truly, you're looking at like, like one through five all being top hitters. And then in West Michigan still, you still have a lot of guys too. Trey Cruz who was just drafted last year, obviously, in 2020, one of our, our shortstop prospects, Brian Packard, my boy, my hubby, Brian Packard's down in West Michigan. Find a way to watch the Tigers minor leagues because they are a blast. And it just top your priority list should really just be find a way to watch Erie Seawolves baseball. All right, that'll do it for me, and that'll do it for my first week as your host, thank you guys so much for the response. The, the numbers, the listenership has been fantastic. We're doing more than, than I expected on my first week. Truly, I from, from the bottom of my heart, I'm, I'm very grateful that I'm given this platform. I'm very grateful that, that Lockdown put me in this position and, and that I was able to do this. Um, and and I'm very grateful that, that you guys listen to what I have to say. It's, pretty, uh, it's a pretty unbelievable concept that I, I think I'm still trying to wrap my head around in all honesty. So thank you guys so much for listening. It truly means the world to me. This is, uh, like I said in the first episode, this is my passion. So I'm glad that glad I'm putting a community and uh, I'm giving them a platform to, to share that passion with other people that are passionate about my passion. Take a shot every time I say passion. All right, that's going to do it here for this week at Locked on Tigers. We will be back with a show on Monday recapping the weekend. And if anything else happens, oh, also Bo Burrows claimed by Minnesota. Bo Burrows no longer in the organization. Just really quick at the end, I actually thought Bo Burrows was going to be something at once upon a time. I thought he had a really nice two-seamer. I used to watch tape on him all the time when he was coming up through the system. I really liked Bo Burrows. I thought he was part of the future rotation of this team. Really flamed out in a hard way. Never could really get his, his sea legs under him as a reliever. Uh, and, and Minnesota claims him. Minnesota has turned several uh, forgotten about relief pitching prospects on, from the Tigers into solid major league relievers. So don't be surprised if Bo Burrows is pitching shutdown innings in the 7th or 8th inning here uh, next year for the Minnesota Twins against your Detroit Tigers. But he seems like a good kid. I wish him nothing but the best. I, I hope that he can turn it around. That, that's got to be hard. Man, I almost don't even want to say this part, but like your last outing in an old English D, just being what it was, just just hope. I I hope and that he uh, that that like I said that he can kind of get his sea legs under him and and uh, really take a step and and kind of be what people thought he was going to be at one time because he was pretty highly regarded at one point. All right, that'll do it for the week. Thank you guys so much for listening. As I've already said, it means the world to me. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. Catch you Monday. Go Tigers, baby.